0: Welcome to the Kerwin Baptist Church broadcast today. Our desire is for the Word of God to be spread throughout the world so that all may know Christ. Join us now for a portion of one of our services here at Kerwin Baptist Church located in Kernersville, North Carolina. Oftentimes in God's Word you will find uh, mentioned that there are mysteries, there are things hidden. And oftentimes in the New Testament especially, it'll mention things that have been hidden From the foundation of the world. And I've always been a little bit intrigued by that, which what that actually meant. And I want you to understand that in God's Word, we are told that there are some things that have been kept secret that were already in place before the world was ever even created. That means before what we find the account in Genesis chapter 1, before the creation of the earth, and our in our solar system, in the planets, in man, in the firmament, and all the things that took place, there are some things that were already in place before creation ever even started. But those things have been kept secret. They're a mystery. They have been hidden. And the Bible tells us that through the Spirit of God, when we are saved, that these mysteries, we can understand them. These things that have been hidden, we now can understand what they are. It's very intriguing if you study into it. But I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 13, look at verse 34. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them. In other words, he always gave illustration when he was preaching so that folks could understand what he was saying. Look at verse 35 that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Now you've got to understand what that means. That means this, that, they, that these things that we're talking about that have been kept secret, that have been hidden, they weren't ...put together or they didn't come into being a few years ago... ...or when man was created, these things were already in place... ...before creation ever even started. Before there was a planet Earth. Before there was light. Before there was anything, there were things that were already in place. Now, this morning, I want to give you four of these things... ...as God's Word makes it very clear and obvious... And this really encouraged me. And as we make our way to Easter, I told you last week as we began that as we make our way to Easter and we think of the fact that Jesus died and rose again, you've got to understand that there are some things like that that we base our faith and our very existence and our salvation upon it would comfort us to know how sovereign God is. When you go through problems and you go through things, let me tell you something. It would be great to know that what took place at Calvary had already been planned before the earth was ever even created. Let me put it this way. God made a solution before there was ever a problem. Number one this morning. Before there was a sinner, there was a Savior. Before there was a sinner, there was a savior. Now I want you to look at this verse. Instead of making you turn a lot this morning in different things, I want you to see this verse up here in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. Now follow closely on the screens. Listen to this. For as much as ye know that ye, who's ye sinners, us, and by the way, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We might be dressed up, but we're sinners. For, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ that we sang about this morning, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we're told here that now the lamb is mentioned, that sacrificial lamb. Notice this verse 20. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of Of the world. Jesus was already foreordained to be the sacrificial lamb before the earth was even created. That means before the first human being ever sinned, there was already a Savior to cover that sin. You say, what are you saying, preacher? Well, let me make it very quickly, and I'll try to explain it as quick as I can. You don't need to turn to it. Let me read it to you. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, this is where the first sin ever started. And when I say first sin, I mean by human beings. Obviously, Satan took that first step of sin when he rebelled in heaven. But listen to this. And obviously, now think about this. The Lamb was prophesied in Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 15, and I've I've preached to you on this. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. Remember we talked about it said her seed because man would not be involved. It's virgin born. This is the first reference of the virgin birth of Christ and it took place when the first sin was ever committed. We were told that there would be a lamb coming and that that lamb would be from the seed of a woman. Listen to this. Between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise thy heel. That means this. That's the first time as soon as the first sin was committed by mankind. The lamb that was going to be the sacrifice for our sins was prophesied right there in the Garden of Eden that means before there was ever sin there was a Savior that means that the Lamb in Genesis chapter 3 was prophesied yeah. then in John chapter 1 verse 29 the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world so in Genesis chapter 3 the Lamb was prophesied in John chapter 1 the Lamb was presented and then in Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 this is the first book of the Bible All the way to the last book of the Bible, listen to this. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 says that Jesus was as good as already slain before the earth was ever even created. The earth is where that would take place And he was already foreordained. And you say, well, he wasn't slain before the foundation of the world. He was slain, obviously, after the world was already created. No, that's remember what we talk about? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means this. When God says something is going to happen, it's as good as it already happened before it ever happens. And I'm here to tell you that the lamb was slain before he ever hung on the cross. It was foreordained. Before there was ever sin, there was a Savior. He was prophesied, He was presented, and then He was provided. Wow. This was a mystery that the unsaved world doesn't understand. But when you and I give our hearts to Christ and the Holy Spirit opens up His Word to us, we now realize that God already had a Savior. Before the first sin by mankind was ever committed, Dear friend, I'm here to tell you, you might say, Preacher, you don't know what I've done, how far I've gone, and things I've done. Oh, let me tell you something. You're right, I don't know. But let me tell you somebody who did know before you were ever born exactly what you were going to do, and that's God. And before you ever did it, before you were ever born, God already had a Savior in place that would cover your sin if you'll put your faith and trust in Him. We act as if we surprise God with something. He had a Savior before there was ever even an earth. He's not surprised by anything. He is a planner. I have a thing called a day timer. God is the original day timer. He had it planned way before you and I ever even existed. I want you to notice number two from God's word. We see that not only before there was sin, there was a Savior. But number two, before there was ever guilt, there was grace. Look, if you would, well, you don't have to look at it. It'll be on the screen. I want you to see it. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Now, this gets exciting to me. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay calm. Like you. I'm gonna stay calm. <laughs> I'm gonna just pick. I'm just picking. I'm picking. Look at verse 9 on the screen, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Talking about the Lord, obviously, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, listen to this, but according to his own purpose and grace. Listen which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That means before the earth was ever created, before creation in Genesis chapter 1 ever took place, grace was already given to us before sin was ever committed. That means before the first human being ever felt guilt, which is what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden after they sinned and they ran from the presence of God and hid themselves before the first person ever felt guilt, grace was already promised. That means this, and if you'll excuse my excitement this morning, grace, as we know, obviously is the unmerited love of God for sinners. It means we get things we don't deserve, and that's life as a Christian, buddy. Every breath we take, we don't deserve it. But that means this Isaiah 53, verse 6. Let me read you this verse. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Listen to this. All we like sheep have gone away. That means this that grace was provided before the first man ever strayed. Second, let's listen to this verse Romans chapter three verse 23, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means this grace was provided before the first man ever strayed and before man ever sinned. Listen to this verse, Isaiah 59, verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That means this, folks, look at me. I want you to get this. Before there was guilt, there was grace. That means there was grace before man ever strayed. There was grace before man ever sinned and there was grace before man ever became separated from God. That means this, before man ever strayed, there was grace to bring him home. Before man ever sinned, there was grace to make him clean. And before man ever became separated from God, there was grace to reconcile him to God. That means this before we were ever born, there was grace that was going to be given to us. Watch that water. Well, we're getting nuts in the house of God today, aren't we? Here I am watering a fake plant. Do you see that? Of all days, I'm thirsty too. I'm too, I have too much pride to bend over there and get it no don't get it that means this it's a special grace it's a saving grace and it's a sufficient grace and that was promised and given to us before the world ever began I want you to notice number three today is this exciting you at all yes, i tell you what's exciting you're like oh he's already through two <laughs> we might get out of here quick today we might Number three, before there was the punishment of death, there was the promise of life. Amen. Titus chapter 1 verse 2, look at this verse on the screen. In hope of eternal life. Now remember we talked about this. Every person lives eternally. But a person that goes to hell has an eternal existence. Basically the, way, the best way we could put it, in hell you will have an eternal death. You'll never die, but you'll be dying for an eternity. But in heaven's the only place you have eternal life. And God's promised us life more abundant. Listen to this verse. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. That means this, before you and I ever needed eternal life, He promised it. Before we ever even knew that we needed it. Before we ever knew that it was available. Before the first man ever sinned. That meant that we could spend an eternity in hell instead of heaven. Before all that even started. God who cannot lie had already promised eternal life. To those who accept it. You say well who is that eternal life for? I'm glad you asked. John 6, 37 says this, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, God says, I will not cast out. That means this, that that life, that eternal life was promised to those who come to Christ. Second, listen to this verse, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, did you hear that word? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That means this, eternal life is promised to those who come to Christ. Second, eternal life is promised to those who confess to Christ. Third Romans chapter 10 verse 11, the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That means this, that eternal life is promised to those who claim Christ. Listen to me. Now I'm not trying to alter the doctrine of salvation. Salvation has nothing to do with what I do. It's what He did. But salvation does have to do with whether or not I place my faith and trust in that. But I do not believe personally that an individual gets saved if they're ashamed to tell people that they're saved. A person that refuses to claim the name of Christ but says they're saved. This verse says, He that believeth on me shall not be ashamed. Before there was the punishment of death. Listen to me, let me put it this way. Before that first sinner ever bowed, God had already made plans to receive him. And when a sinner bows in 2015... He's already made plans to receive you. Before there was ever the punishment of death given, there was the promise of eternal life available. I want you to notice fourthly this morning before there was a hell, there was a heaven. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, I want you to see this verse. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. Who's the king we're talking about here? The king of glory. Come ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That means it was prepared. Before you ever needed it. That means heaven was prepared for you. Before there was ever a you. Wait a minute. I have anxiety this morning. I'm trying to figure it all out. That means that heaven was prepared for us. Before Adam was ever created. Before there was ever a hell that we could be sent to. There was a heaven that we could live eternally in. Let me put it this way. You say, oh, what do you mean, preacher? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, listen to this. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So you say, preacher, that there was a heaven before there was ever a hell. Yes, do you know in the book of Matthew, by the way, teaches us why hell was created. The Bible tells us that when Satan rebelled and his angels, hell was created by God to house them. That's why hell was created. So before there was ever a hell, there was a heaven. And that heaven is for a certain group of people. You say, who is that, preacher? Well, first... For the redeemed. Now, John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. For the redeemed. That means saved. That's what redeemed means. Those that have been saved. Second, for the righteous. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness. Because we don't have our own. That's what I said earlier. Nothing we have but the blood of Christ. We don't have righteousness, but notice this verse. And be found in him, Philippians 3 verse 9, if you're keeping notes, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That means this, the only way you and I go to heaven is if we're righteous, and we're not righteous. So when we are redeemed or saved, then you and I are righteous. That means this, we're perfected. No, you're not perfect yet. No, I am because I'm the pastor, but you're not perfect yet. It's been a good three years, folks. I hope that... This is my last Sunday. I'd like to say goodbye. No. You know I'm not perfect because you have to hear me from this pulpit a lot. So all of my flaws are readily available. But that means this, when we get to heaven, we can't walk into heaven unless we bear the righteousness of Jesus. Because the Bible says that God is only pleased in his son. So when you and I get saved, Jesus puts his righteousness on us. So heaven is for the redeemed and it is for the righteous. Third, the Bible teaches that heaven is for the reconciled. Look, if you would at verse, well, you don't have to, if you want to look it up. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption, that's the redeemed, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. That means this, for the reconciled means forgiven. That means this, for me to go to heaven, I've got to be saved, I've got to be perfected, and I've got to be forgiven. That means I've got to, ha- I got to be redeemed. I've got to be righteous in the sight of God. And I've got to be reconciled unto God because I was guilty distance away from God. Like the verse I just read you earlier, you and I were separated from God because of our sin. So for us to enter heaven, we have to be obviously reconciled, we have to be redeemed, and we have to be righteous. And the blood of Christ has made all that available. Because before there was ever a hell, there was a heaven. Before there was ever guilt, there was grace. Before there was ever sin, there was a Savior. Now I want, to, I want you to see one last passage of Scripture. If they'll put that up on the screen. If you want to turn to it, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, you're welcome to. But I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written... I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. That means this, all the mysteries that have now been made open to us, there are still things that you and I have no idea about. Now I'm going to keep reading. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. You will not understand God's Word, folks, unless you are led by the Spirit of God. People say, I read it and I don't understand it. Now look at me. I want you to get this. The Bible says that the Spirit of God will make these things known unto you. That means this. If I live in the flesh all week long and then I read the Bible... I'm not going to understand some things. Because the Spirit of God has to reveal these things to me. And if I'm living in the flesh, then I'm not being led of the Spirit. And and, I'm not bearing witness with that Spirit, so how can the Spirit teach me God's Word? So a lot of times people live like the devil, and then they want to read the Bible and understand it magically. It doesn't happen that way. That's the Spirit of God that does that. Okay, now listen to this verse, verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? In other words, this, I know the things of man and humans and different things because that's the spirit I have already inside of me. That means this, you don't have to teach a child how to sin. It comes naturally. But listen to this, verse 11. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. When we've been saved, now that Spirit of God allows us to understand His Word, to know the things. Listen to this, and it's amazing how God's Word is written. You know how we stand strong on the Word of God at this church. The things that are freely given to us of God. Freely. Does that ring any bells? You and I, through the Spirit of God, can understand that salvation was freely given to us. The plan was already in place before the earth was ever even created. And the unsaved person oftentimes can't fully understand that because they don't have the Spirit of God revealing that to them. So you and I take the gospel to the unsaved world and we explain to them While we are sinners, there was a Savior before that sin was ever committed. While there is the punishment of death, there was the promise of eternal life before that ever happened. While we do have guilt for the things we do wrong, grace was already promised and provided before the earth was ever even created. And we have the promise of an eternity in heaven because heaven was created before hell ever even existed. These things were a mystery that we can now understand by the Spirit of God. Dear friend, do you know for sure that you're on your way to heaven? And if you do, aren't you glad that God had a plan in place for you before your mother and dad ever even met? Before our greatest ancestor, and you can trace all of us all the way back to Adam and Eve. Before they were ever even created, our redemption was already covered by the blood of Christ. Lord, we love you this morning. And Lord, as we head to a weekend that is special to us, as we celebrate, commemorate, remember, honor you for dying for our sins and then defeating death, hell, and the grave by raising on that third day. Lord, how special it is for us to know that before we were ever even thought of, dreamed of, planned on, and even before the first human was ever created, you already had these things in existence. Lord, how dare we doubt you when it comes to our problems that we face every day. When you took care of eternal problems before they were ever even problems. Lord, you truly are sovereign. Our heads are bound, our eyes are closed. I want to encourage you this morning, if you're here and you do not know for sure that you're on your way to heaven, we would love to show you how. I believe we've already explained it, but we'd love to take you in God's word and show you how you can leave this building today knowing for sure that you're on your way to heaven. If you're here this morning and you're saved and you know it, I'll be honest with you. As we head to a season that's special to us as Christians, sometimes it wouldn't hurt us to get to an altar and say, God, I just want to thank you for the providence you showed my life before all the rebellion that took place, before all the guilty distance that I ever went away from, you already had a plan in place to bring me back to you. How great is our God. Lord we love you and I pray that you'd bless our invitation time in Jesus name. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I want to ask you to stand all over the building. Brother Nick's going to sing a song. God's touched your heart about something. Would you come? If you say preacher I just don't know for sure that I'm saying you come this morning. We'll send you with somebody in privacy where nobody has to look at you or watch you. God's touched your heart about membership at this church. This is a great time to come and, and join with our church. If God's uh, prick your heart about baptism. If you've been saved and never been baptized, you come this morning as God has laid on your heart to do, you be obedient to Him. Thank you for listening today. We hope you received a blessing from our broadcast. The Kirwin Baptist Church is located at 4520 Old Hollow Road in Kernersville, North Carolina. You may also contact us by phone at 336-993-5192 or via the web at KerwinBaptistChurch.com. Enjoy our services live and all our media on our website and church app. Thank you for listening to the Kerwin broadcast today. God bless you.